In this episode of Two-Eyed Seeing, we're going to be talking about all things to do with spirituality and what that means for you. Hello, Sago, and welcome. You're listening to Two-Eyed Seeing, bridging the Western and Indigenous understanding of health, healing, and life. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Connors, naturopathic doctor and birth doula and knowledge seeker of Mohawk and European ancestry. Each week, I will be bringing you information about health and wellness from both perspectives so we can learn and grow together as we journey through life on this place we call Earth and Turtle Island. Hello, hello everyone and welcome back. Thank you for tuning in today. I know that at um, the time of this episode coming out, um, in relation to the last episode that was released, it has been a little bit of time. And I'm not going to get into all the reasons behind that, but just to let you know that I am still here and the way that the podcast has been running is going to change just a little bit for the next little while. Um, I am going to commit to a minimum of two episodes a month right now just because of um, some family things that are occurring for me and just wanting to bring the best possible content to you on the podcast that feels uh, like it's helpful and that I'm not just putting content out there for the sake of putting content out there. Because for me, it's really important to be in um, that that good energy, that way that's giving to you and it doesn't end up feeling like I'm not contributing something that's worthwhile for you as the listeners. Because I really do appreciate you spending the time with me as we go through this journey of life together. And it's honoring, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today, it's honoring where you are in your life journey and asking yourself what are those things that you need for yourself to show up as your best self. And this is a conversation I often have with a lot of the moms I work with, the parents that I work with, moms in particular, because we as women, whether we are mothers now, whether we are Uh, sisters, aunts, whatever role we play in our family structure, we typically very much so tend to elevate the rest of the family above and beyond our own needs. And we treat our own needs as secondary or uh, to be filled in as, as we have time, which never actually materializes. And so the conversation I end up having with a lot of my patients is starting to find that balance, right? Where it's not that our family is more important than we are and our obligations and our responsibilities in our life are more important than we are. It's that we're equally as important as everybody else in our in our life, whether it's our kids, our partner, um, our, our overall extended family, whatever your particular situation looks like. It's that your needs and what you need to do to make sure that you feel cared for, you feel rested, you feel taken care of is just as important because you cannot show up as the best version of yourself if you're continually draining your cup. I like the analogy of a cup. Um, So I often talk about, and I may have mentioned this before in previous episodes, where if our cup is empty and we're dredging from the very bottom of the cup, that's not going to be 
the best that we can give. Whereas if we're giving from an overflowing, abundant cup, then that's going to show up in a such a different way. And we don't feel like we're giving that last little bit that we have to give in showing up that way. And how that ties in with what I've kind of started off the episode with today is talking about that spiritual, mental, emotional side of life. And what does that look like for you? Because from how I look at naturopathic medicine and how most of our indigenous communities look at whole wellness and whole being health is that we look at all the parts of us as a person. So that's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And I feel that the spiritual side is something we've touched on, but we haven't really had a chance to dive into that conversation in full. So I feel I feel that all these pieces do tie together and are very much related. And you know what? If, you know, talking about spirituality in its entirety, in its fullness, is something that you're not interested in, that's totally fine. You can turn off the episode now if that's what you want to do. However, one of the things that I've often heard from my teachers in various ways of being and thinking is that we are not physical beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a physical experience. So whatever that looks like for you, it can include religion, it cannot include religion. It can be more, um, you know, holistic in terms of um, all the different ways of thinking, of thought, um, and just that kind of universal spirituality, I think it's a lot more open to interpretation than what we tend to think of when we hear the word spirituality. Um, I know a lot of people instantly go to using terms like woo-woo, which, um, you know, myself, I, I do really um, identify with a lot of those sort of what you would call kind of pantheistic or universal spiritual practices where it's not necessarily looking at it from um, one lens but looking at it more holistically Uh, as you can tell that's kind of a big theme for me and how I tend to think and approach life and of course from an indigenous lens that's typically how most of our indigenous peoples will approach how we look at life is that connection with creator, that connection with, with earth and, and understanding earth as our mother and that being very uh, welcoming and open. And it's not narrow and, and looking at it from this very, um, very narrow lens. It's much more wide and open to having those kinds of conversations. And so that's what I wanted to kind of bring to the table today because I feel like as much as there is so much more conversation about spirituality and spirituality being more than just religion and religious creed uh, than that being more of the conversation today, it's also still not necessarily something that's recognized all the time by all people as being an integral cornerstone of our overall health and so what I invite you to do is to ask yourself those questions if you haven't been asking yourself those questions start to ask yourself is it that you identify with Christian traditions and and a definition of God and connecting with a God 
Um, or is it more like Buddhist traditions where you're acknowledging that there is energy and there is life and, you know, we are all equals and there isn't really this concept of, um, you know, a deity or, or um, you know, connecting with a specific entity um, per se. And I'm not saying I'm an expert in all the different understandings of spirituality. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm trying to kind of open up the door, especially if you haven't been having these conversations, is opening up that door and asking yourself, what does that mean to me? What does that look like for me personally? And is there a component of that that's lacking in my life? Am I missing that piece of my health um, in terms of what that looks like for me? And I'm not saying it has to mean um, you know, going to church. I've mentioned before in the podcast that I grew up Catholic. Um, I went to a Catholic school. I, I went to church. That was very much a part of my growing up experience because um, that's the other thing I've mentioned in the podcast too is our family was very heavily influenced by the Catholic church as I had, um, you know, my great-grandmother and her sisters attended the residential school in, in Spanish, Ontario. Um, so that was part of their experience. So there was very much that strong relationship with the church and both my grandparents, both sets of my grandparents actually, um, were quite, um, strongly religious, especially my, my father's parents, um, you know, church and, and, um, church life and religion is something that was very, 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 and, and, my grandmother um, is at the time of this recording still um, still with us still this side of, of, of life um, and you know so that's something that's always been very important for her is what that looks like um, in terms of her life so you know she always went to we always went to church um, every Sunday especially visiting with my grandparents because that was so important. That was an integral cornerstone of life. And as I've grown up, I also had the advantage of learning um, about our Indigenous beliefs, our Indigenous traditions, our Indigenous ceremonies, because that was something that my father had already stepped into. He was already starting to ask those questions does spirituality mean something different? Because he grew up with that. That's what he grew up with. He grew up with the Catholic Church. He was he was an altar boy and part of the choir when Mass was still said in Latin. You know, that was his growing up experience. So I feel so um, grateful that he started to ask those questions and take those steps, um, even as I was a kid slash even before I was born, because then that opened up the door for me to see both. I had both experiences growing up. I had this open door saying, hey, there's all these other things out here in addition to what the Catholic Church has to offer. And I'm not trying to say that there's anything inherently, you know, wrong with having a, a Christian belief, um, a Catholic belief, whatever your set of beliefs are. Um, where I personally tend to have a little bit of difficulty with um, religion and, and the church. And this is part of the reason why I don't consider myself a practicing Catholic any longer is partly to do more so with actually the human element of it. 
uh, I actually really do resonate and agree with so many of the teachings of Jesus Christ um, in terms of how we think we understand him and that message of, of love and understanding and uh, being inclusive and caring for our neighbor and all of these other messages that we have um, at this point in time interpreted as what he brought to earth when he was uh, recorded to be alive. And that's the, that's the part of, of Jesus that I identify with. And I think that part of Christianity is really a beautiful message. But where I have issues is the practice that gets incorporated of exclusion, of excluding certain people because of who they choose to love, uh, sp specifically those of the LGBTQ community, where there's, um, you know, doctrine that says that, you know, that particular individual isn't welcome in, in the church. Um, I know some churches have really started to drastically change their approach to that. Um, and there are Christian um, churches and, and, and uh, individuals within the Christian faith that welcome those of the LGBTQ community. And that's just one example. But these were the things that started to make me question, do I agree with this? Do I really feel that I belong to a tradition that is so um, capable and, and focused on excluding people for these various reasons. So that was part of my own journey in terms of understanding what does spirituality mean to me and what does that look like for me in terms of how I practice it, how I look at it, and how I move through life incorporating that spirit piece of who I am and also starting to, like I alluded to before, have that understanding that it's not that I am a physical being having a spiritual experience, it's that I am a spiritual being having a physical experience. And that's been something to really wrap my head around more in the last uh, recent times for me. And that's where, where I'm currently traveling in my own journey. And so all I'm really doing here is I'm inviting you to ask yourself the questions, what resonates with you? What feels most true to you? And what does that end up meaning for you as a person in your experience of life, in your experience of health, and what that looks like for you? Because what we do know is often for a lot of people that have completely cut themselves off from some sort of spiritual understanding is that they often report feeling like there's something missing. There's something in their life that does not feel complete and they're searching for that. So there's the search for meaning, there's the search for belonging, there's the search for identity. And my thinking is that spirituality and whatever that means to you also weaves its way in in some way, shape or form, however you understand that and think about it for yourself. I'm not here to tell you what is right or wrong. I'm not here to tell you what is right or wrong for you. I'm just here to ask you that question. What does that mean for you and what does that look like for you? And as I mentioned before, in our Indigenous understanding, that's always been a central piece of who we are and who, um, who we identify with. And 
I, I really do think from what I've learned um, through the years um, of the exposures that I've had to our Indigenous communities and watching the work that my father does and others like him within our Indigenous communities is that that's something that we lost, a large number of us lost in colonization. And that's been part of what we've been recognizing is helping us to regain who we are to regain our identity and regain our sense of self is to re-identify with our ceremonies to connect with ceremonies to connect with our elders and those who we can learn our ceremonies from and thankfully today we're at the point now where uh, we are allowed to do our ceremonies again we're not blocked from doing our ceremonies but that was actually the case for a very long period of time uh, right up until the 50s and the 60s, um, there was really a lot of barriers in place and even laws in place that prevented Indigenous individuals from participating in their ceremony. And this is one way of, um, you know, cutting a person off from their identity is to prevent them from being able to connect with that spirituality, with their spiritualness and how they identify and understand their spirituality because then that helps a person connect with who they are at a deeper level is my understanding. Uh, not saying, like I said before, it's not that I have this all figured out. Um, it's These are my thoughts on this and again, inviting you into conversation about this and having that conversation with others around you. Right. And, you know, if this if you are an in indigenous individual yourself and you're starting to ask these questions, start to reach out to your local elders, find your uh, community centers, find your community that can help you to reconnect, because especially for those of us who didn't necessarily grow up on reserve, who grew up what we typically call an urban um, indigenous person. So you didn't necessarily have that direct connection with um, grandparents or elders or individuals in your life that showed you what it meant to be Indigenous and what were these parts of ourselves that were, you know, we had to hide for a long period of time and were suppressed through various practices of colonization. So just being able to connect again and to ask ourselves these questions and assisting if you happen to be someone who works with our Indigenous communities and you're not Indigenous if you're listening to this. Again, like see how you can reach out and how you can connect and how you can be that bridge person said, you know, if you're working with our Indigenous communities, how can you help to bridge that gap and recognize that that is an important part of the person that you're sitting with. Recognize that whether you personally agree or disagree, that may be something that's very important to them. And that may be very important to their personal health journey and their health history. And you should be asking those questions in the context of what makes sense. So then you are actually addressing their full holistic health. Because I can tell you from how most, at least my personal experience with most of our Indigenous communities, that's where some of the distrust still comes in because we do not typically feel comfortable disclosing those pieces of who we are and there's still a lot of people that are even just afraid to disclose the fact that they are indigenous let alone those deeper truer parts of who they are 
So if your intention is to be a true ally to Indigenous communities, then I would really ask you to ask yourself these questions, even just in the context of showing up as the best possible healthcare practitioner that you can possibly be in that context. So those are the kinds of things that I have been thinking about more recently and I think are really good conversations to be having. And you can start to ask yourself, how can I have these conversations with others? How can I start to ask myself these valuable questions? Where does that journey look like either beginning or what's the next step in your own personal journey of what that looks like? I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm simply here to ask you those questions so you can start to look at where does that fit? What does that look like? What are the things that make sense for me and my life? And am I asking the right kinds of questions if you happen to be someone who works with our Indigenous communities, especially if you are non-Indigenous? How can I do that in a way that I can show up better for my Indigenous patients? And provide them with the quality of care that they need and they deserve. So that's where I will wrap things up for today. If you have questions about this, if you have questions about any of the topics that we've covered in the podcast so far, I'm always happy to hear your questions and see how we can incorporate those pieces into future episodes. With that, I hope you all have a really wonderful day. And we will see you next time. Bama P. Thank you, Nyawa, for listening to Two-Eyed Seeing. Leave me a comment, and if you feel called to, please leave a review at iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. If you have questions about the episode or suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please reach out to me at www.sarahconnorsnd.com.